Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Is the Unfiltered Band of Me's another episode of Unfiltered coming at you? Episode 55, 5 Fiverr, the postseason push as we sit here on the 8th of September. Thank you, Unfiltered Band. You can join the Unfiltered Revolution. Remember, all the merch is available. You can get on my Twitter to find that out or go to the Believe Shop. That's you got to believe. It's B L E A V or DM me if you need information. Uh, if you're not following me on Twitter, you're watching this on the YouTube channel, get at Casey Stern. If you're uh, on Twitter and doing that sort of thing, then get into my uh, bio, subscribe. Obviously, uh, we're available everywhere you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, and everywhere else. As uh, we hit the postseason push, which is what I'll discuss today and kind of bounce around the league and uh, do a little bit of an MLB primer here on this push of the postseason. You can get in questions, comments, anything you want, ideas on top 10 lists. I love hearing that stuff. Uh, it, I've used ideas before and just platforms for shows. So just jump in, get on the DMs or tweet me anytime. There's a lot to get to here. And let's start in the American League with the New York Yankees. I mentioned this on Twitter yesterday, but I, I really do mean this. And I'm a huge Seinfeld fan, so if you don't watch the show, you won't understand the reference, yet I'll try and explain it. It's a family program in a kind of way you'll understand anyway. There's an episode where George is in the pool, and uh, Jerry's girlfriend happens to see George when they're changing. They're on a, uh, out in the Hamptons visiting a friend. And after going in the pool, when he's sitting there without his towel, he's got a problem with shrinkage. Look it up if you need to. As I referenced yesterday, the Yankees have been the pool for the Twins for seemingly three decades. Doesn't matter what level of team, and this team's not very good in Minnesota right now, but it doesn't matter what level of team they are, it shrinks and is devalued immensely the second that they see the Yankees, like the boogeyman in the closet. I mean, you know, Liam Neeson's going to come back and do Taken 17 or whatever number they're on for what it's like when the Yankees kidnap another twin season, which is basically what happens every time they play. The twins are, are look like hot garbage right now. Why? Because the Yankees suddenly look fine. They won four in a row. They go ahead and, you know, I mean, look, even at a, I'm going to talk about Aaron Judge in a second. Even he's getting help. Labor Torres hits the big home run in the first half uh, of that doubleheader. And then you get the big Hicks hit in the late the nightcap to the crazy first game that the Yankees are able to withstand things with the twins twins had opportunity after opportunity, which has been really the story of their season story against the Yankees for, I don't know, decades. And it, it goes by the wayside. I mentioned it yesterday and we've talked about this and I think this has become one of the bigger stories around the league right now, but I cannot understand why anyone is pitching to Aaron judge. Now, when he leads off a game, I get it. You're not going to just walk him to start the game. I understand that. Outside of that, there's no excuse. We get 11 intentional walks or something like that all year. And I appreciate that Aaron Judge is standing there after the game saying, what else is he going to say? But, you know, would he say something like, you know, when you're in pinstripe and we're the Yankees, I don't expect to get walked a lot because anybody can go get hits and I trust my teammates. And you better trust your teammates because otherwise you're out in the first round, even though you're going to win this division. But why anyone in their right mind is pitching to Aaron Judge, is beyond me. He is having a historic season. The Yankees lineup has gone from the who's who to the who the hell is that. I mean, their lineup the last couple of days has looked atrocious, and not just at the at bats. In this case, they've actually swung the bats well. 
But you look at the names, it's like, really? We're getting on Aaron Boone? This team's not that good. Stanton not good since he came back and obviously banged up before that. Donaldson not what they expected offensively. And Torres a disappointment most of the year. LeMayu a disappointment most of the year. You can go on down the line. Everybody knows what's going on. But it's unbelievable that anyone's even pitching to Aaron Judge. People weren't pitching to Barry Bonds. And, you know, that was even in the years he had, like, Jeff Kent behind him. Who the hell is hitting behind Judge? But for the Yankees, they write the ship. Cole strikes out 14. And that's what, you know, the Twins are to the Yankees. I mean, look, it's, you know, the American League is as follows. I've said this for now for months. The Houston Astros are great. The Yankees, I have no idea what they are. And we pretty much know there's nobody else that seems to be very good. Now, the irony is the Jays, who end up picking this series against the Orioles, are one team where it's like, you know, they should be better than this. You know, Bichette's 24 years old. People up in Toronto who I talk to all the time are getting, you know, way too crazy about getting on him. Or speaking of Judge, if you remember after his big year, had a letdown year after that, there's a cat and mouse game that is played when you're in the big leagues that's different than in other sports, unless your name is Trout or Juan Soto or Albert Pujols or guys who from day one, boom, just seems to click and all of a sudden they, they, you can't find a book on them. It doesn't matter. They adjust back in game. We saw Juan Soto do it in his first in his rookie year in a playoff series in the middle of a series against the Cardinals. I mean, it's amazing how some guy, but those are the upper, upper, upper echelon. <coughs> Excuse me, and Bichette's a really good player. Terrific player. But he, I mean, he's had some struggles, but stepping up at the right time, Vlad's had some big hits. Springer, when he's healthy, again, showing what he can do. And when you look at Manoa and Gosby, you think about some of the names they have in the rotation and the way Romano's been in the back end. The Blue Jays, to me, are a little bit scary if you're an American League team that that is is a division winner and you run into them. Whether it's, you know, if they hit you in the three game or in the five game. Seven games is a different story. I think to beat the Astros in seven games will be difficult. But I go back to the Nationals in 2019 in their run. When they beat the Dodgers, it was in game five in L.A. in a five game series. I go back to when the Philadelphia Phillies were favorites in 2010 and lost in a five game series to the Giants. Right. I go back. The Mets did the same thing to the Dodgers in L.A. in 2015 in a game DeGrom pitched. In five games, it's easier to knock off those teams that are better than you because they can't it doesn't show out you know, the depth of baseball that plays out over a long season. It's just not the same. And I think that, you know, for me, when you look at it with the Houston Astros, that's where they're most vulnerable is in a five-game set. And I'm telling you, the Jays are, are they're kind of scary. The two teams in, in, there's one in each league that are kind of like, they're not really getting talked about at all. They're being really overshadowed. And I don't think that they're going to get to a World Series. But if one of them ended up in an LCS, would it shock me? The answer is no. There are only two teams. Outside of let's go to the hierarchy at the front end to remind everyone, okay? Because the have and the have nots. You got the dodge in whatever order. I'm not giving you like power rankings, but this is the you know, this is the group, right? You got the Dodgers, you got the Mets, you got the Braves, you got the Astros. And again, that's not in power ranked order. I know the Astros will be higher, easy. And you get the Yankees sometimes. You know, it's like uh A-E-I-O-U and sometimes why? It's like, you know. Dodgers, Braves, Mets, Astros, and sometimes Yankees. That's what it is. The only teams to me 
that even though I don't think they'd get to a World Series, I think could end up in an LCS separately, of course, one AL, one NL, because they just seem to like have enough where it's like, okay, they turn it on. And I, yeah, like even if it's been up and down all season, I referenced in a, in a previous pod that I did, I don't, I don't remember, one of the last few, but like 2006 when the Cardinals won 83 games and everybody else in that division was under 500, they're a terrible team. They were underdogs in every series they played, including against the Tigers when they won the World Series. But they, they, they played great for three, four weeks, and that was it. The two teams are the Jays and the Cardinals. The Toronto Blue Jays have the, the guys who have done it in the postseason they have young guys who certainly could step up and have their best part of their season, even if they've been not underwhelming, I guess, because of expectations, right? Um, the, the starting pitching that can turn it on and can get swings and misses, which you need in October, and the back end that can do that also. You're setting up in the bullpen, I'm not so sure. And they get some weak spots, maybe back of the rotation and maybe, you know, inconsistency in the lineup. We've seen all that. It's why they've been inconsistent, but I think they're dangerous. The Cardinals, who came back and beat, and I know it's the Nationals, but Edmund gets that walk off yesterday, scored five runs in the ninth inning. The Cardinals have, have, this is what the Cardinals do. I mentioned 2006. It's like one of like how many times where it's like, really? The Cardinals are in it again? I remember sitting there and you're, you know, how many years? I can't even, it's so many that I was, you know, in St. Louis again. And I'm like, am I really at this park again? Am I really outside patios again? Is this really happening again? No offense to St. Louis, but it's like, really again? Even in years like there's like there's no way like the Cardinals weren't even a factor. They weren't even something you discussed. They're not being discussed for a couple of reasons. One, they're not in a race because they've waxed the Brewers, who, by the way, have demised and, and been a disaster. They can't score runs. That is, you know, usually in a collapse kind of a format. We talk about a couple of things. Moves at the deadline that went wrong or leadership issues. Well, guess what? Josh Hader got a save yesterday. It was his first one, two, three inning I think he had with the Padres. His first save in San Diego since the deal. You want to say getting rid of Hader? I don't think you can go there. And they, Craig Council is one of the best two or three managers, I believe, in the game. And most people, I think, would agree with that. And he's not the problem either. But because of the gap in the NL Central that the Cardinals have over the Brewers, you got a situation where nobody paying attention because there's no race, all right? Because they're not as good as the Mets, Card uh, Dodgers, or Braves, and seeding is not going to be an issue in terms of buying, nobody paying attention to that either. But they also have probably the top two MVP candidates in the league. Goldschmidt's going to win it right now, right? If not, they get two of the top three candidates in the league. If you want to tell me, okay, they're going to split votes. If Goldie wins it, you want to tell me Riley's in there or somebody else? Okay, fine. But, you know, bets, obviously we know, you know who the names are. But they get two of the top three or four guys. They've got experience. I don't know if they could pitch enough, to be fair, but it's the Cardinals. So it's like all things are off the board. I mean... Do we remember the kind of teams that, like, you know, no, look, Albert Pujols was on the teams, but you had Encarnacion and Scott Spezio and other guys in the lineup and Jeff Supons and how many other, right, Matt Morris. I mean, think about some of the names. It's like, right, Wainwright wasn't even a closer the year he was the closer. Like, you know, they had, Mott wasn't the closer, named the closer till, uh, you know, like after they won the World Series. They've had all kinds of years like that. David Eckstein was an MVP of a World Series. So they've had, this is like what the Cardinals do. But the Jays and the Cardinals are scary in, in a I'm going to replace somebody you expect in an LCS scenario. I think they'd get exposed in that series in seven games against any of these top teams, Houston, 
you know, even even New York probably on that side, who I think would take Toronto, but not Tampa because they they got the boogaboo with them, like the Twins do with with the Yankees. I think the National League clearly, you know, Braves, Dodgers, Mets, and in you know now with the Scherzer injury, we'll wait to see with the pitching. Let's go to that. I, I did the pod yesterday on the state of the Mets, and you know, <clears throat> look, they made me look smart at least by sweeping the doubleheader. But honestly, and I mean this, even if they got swept, I still would have meant every word I said. These dodos and these dopes and these idiots who really don't realize. And it's I love what Chris Bassett said. He's like, you know, the world went crazy and New York media is a little crazy. But it's three games. The only two teams in Major League Baseball people this year who have not lost more than three games in a row. The Dodgers aren't one of them. The Astros aren't one of them. There's two, the Mets and the Braves. That's it. The reason the Mets have had to fight tooth and nail and will now for another 24, 25 games is going to win this division and they're only half a game up is because of how great the Braves are. And they're great. They're not good. You remember the Tony, the tiger, the frosted flakes. They're not good. They're great. They are. They want to, you know, they were three, one in the Dodgers a couple of years ago, blew that. They come back. They surprise you after the, the weird first half of the year and Freeman with the COVID and all kinds of stuff going on. And boom, there you go. They, they go win a world series. And then after a rough start this year, they, they're like 45, 50 games over 500. Like the last 90 games, it's dumb. It's ridiculous. What was it? I, you find saying had the Mark had the number yesterday on the pod I did where their pace since the, the Mets had the 10 and a half game lead, the Braves pace is 116 win season. That's over like 90 games. Mets haven't done anything wrong. They played great. They're going to the playoffs. And by the way, you can win with a wild card. And if Scherzer and DeGrom are healthy, I don't think, you know, look, you, even a, an honest Braves fans would tell you they're going to be dangerous and, and tough to knock off, right? The Braves are a deep team with great starting pitching, great starting pitching. Look, it's hard to, and I'm sure, you know, I know a lot of people here in Atlanta, you know, take this like, you know, offensively, like, you can't take offense when people are all over like DeGrom and Scherzer. For those who didn't see the stat, and I put it on my Twitter, you can go check exactly what it is. But it had been 40 years, 40 years since any starter had retired at least 12 in a row in four consecutive starts. DeGrom has done it for the last six starts in a row this season. I'm sorry. Like, is it a different planet? But Spencer Strider, stride right since the comments, by the way, he did, he's been even better, even great. Max Fried is great. I love Charlie Morton. We know what he does all the time. Kyle Wright's got 17 wins. I know it's not just about wins, but he's earned them. I, I don't trust Kenley. I don't think a Braves fan does either, and I love Kenley Jansen, but I don't, I don't think, you know, as a person, but I, I don't think they trust him either. So that may be a problem. They don't got Diaz at the back end, but the Braves' starting pitching has been great. They got athletes all over the field. They got all kinds of ability. They're a great team. That's why the Mets have gotten caught, but they stepped up. They did what they had to do. You got to be careful with the Marte injury with the finger. You got to be careful, obviously, with Scherzer getting him back at the right time. And I don't care if you got to bubble wrap him and he comes back as long as he makes one or two starts before the end of the season. That's fine. I need him in the postseason. I need him in the postseason. You know how good your rotation is when MLB put out a stat? Uh, it, they put out something, I think it was yesterday. Yeah, after the games, it was like a New York's Aces deal. And it was Garrett Cole on the left. And the league put this out, right? And then it was. DeGrom on the right. Do you know how good your rotation has to be for Scherzer not to be your ace? I mean, are you kidding? That's that's what they need. They need Alonzo to start hitting. They need, because his at-bats, even the one in, in game 
two of that doubleheader yesterday where they could have broken open and he walked with the bases loaded. He was fighting it and almost like accidentally backing into a walk there. It was not, it, there was a pitch right before the pitch he walked where it was as bad a swing as you'll see him take it on a pitch that was way off the plate that he should have probably walked on that. It was, he's, he's not right. And he's healthy. He just, look, he's fighting. This is a long gear. This is what happens to guys, right? It just, you got to get hot at the right time. Got to get hot at the right time. That's it. And you got to get guys hot, and then they pass the baton to somebody else who, you know, riding the Escobar wave now if you're a Met fan, right? But the Braves have been fantastic. They're a great team. They're going to be really hard to knock off. They're going to be hard to win this division. Uh, from they're going to be difficult for any team to beat that goes all the way down the line but it's astros it's dodgers it's braves it's mets it's sometimes yankees it's aeiou sometimes why it's braves dodgers mets astros sometimes yankees and that's that's it love the guardian story i love terry francona i love tito and i'm not trying to backpat what they've done they got a lot of kids yeah the seattle mariners are the team that I, I don't want to discount because they've been so, so great. And I believe, and I talked about this with Feinstein yesterday, but if you didn't hear that and go back and listen to that pod app, but I, I believe that <clears throat> house money is great for teams in a postseason. Like they don't have the pressure guys have never been through it before. It's their first time around. So they're going in and they're just like, you know, big swing and freewheeling and it doesn't matter. And they're, they got pitching for days and they, they find ways to win and they got guts they're well managed and coached. Like I, the Mariners are going to be tough too. But I think you know it's going to be like an NCAA tournament this year in baseball, where your surprises will be that you know the four beats the thirteen, and then all of a sudden you, you know, thirteen beats a four, and then that thirteen goes ahead and and you know somehow knocks off uh, who's the four play. Uh, now now I'm going through the the math. Okay, so the one plays the eight. So okay, so then they go knock off the one seed, and then eventually they're gone. Like, the, the upsets will be early. I wouldn't be surprised if either Astros, Yankees, or Dodgers, Braves, Mets, right? One or two of those teams get knocked off. But I do think that there will be two of those that will end up left in the LCS, and that's all it will take. I think two of those teams will be in the World Series. Baseball is not played that way. Baseball is never handled that way. But if there ever was a year that is that way, this is the year it's that way. It's going to be Dodgers, Brett, uh, Bretts. Dodgers, Mets, Braves, against the Astros or the Yankees in the World Series. And it'd probably be the Astros. The AL's a little bit more wide open because I think the Blue Jays or Rays at any time could play better than the Yankees and have shown that. And then, like, you never know, can they catch the Astros in a five-game series? And then if that happens, and, you know, let's say one of those teams beats the Astros in five and then plays the Yankees, they could beat the Yankees in seven. So the AL I don't feel as strongly about. The NL I feel very much so it's one of those three teams. And one of them probably get knocked off in, in five and earlier than you think. And, you know, one of them will end up playing, you know, Cardinals or somebody else in an LCS and, and away you go. Because eventually you're going to get exposed. But I think the Jays are dangerous and the Cardinals are dangerous. I think you both because they could they have the opportunity and the possibility to get it right. And all you got to do in a baseball season, in a postseason, is to just get it right for three or four weeks. That's all you got to do. Even for the Mets and the Braves and all this battle in the division, you just got to get it right when it gets to the postseason. That's it. It's all that matters. That's why there's so many stories of I never thought that team would go here and all of a sudden. The Giants weren't even in first place in 2010 until the last week of the season. Bud Black won manager of the year for the Padres that year who led them most of the year. 
They won the division with a week to go and then knocked off the heavily favored Phillies and away you go. What of their three titles? The Royals, not once but twice, and would have won it both times if not for Bumgarner. I don't need to keep going. You get where I'm coming from. You can get where I'm coming from as we continue this postseason push, all kinds of storylines, all sorts of things to get to. Uh, stay with the Unfiltered Revolution. Get your merch. Jump on board. Please subscribe and, and like the videos and get on YouTube. And I love comments and questions and any kind of ideas on top 10 lists, and we got more of those coming. Episode 55 in the can, the postseason push at Unfiltered is on. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.